This is Billy Rowe from Jet Boy and Buck Cherry, and you are watching CMS TV. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chris Aiken Presents. I, of course, am Chris Aiken, and I don't know where the fuck Eric is, but instead we got the ball of all energy, Stoic Steve. Stoic, how are you, man? I'm doing okay. Uh, just filling in uh, for Eric. He'll be back, hopefully before the first guest. I would hope he's back before the first guest. <laughs> I hope you're. I hope he's not gonna take the first hour off of the show. But well, um, I hope not either because I actually have other appointments. Well, well, let's hope that we make you get to them on time. Um, well, we have a big show today. We have um, the uh, guitarist of Jet Boy and also of Buck Cherry. Uh, Mr. Billy Rowe is scheduled to join us in a little while. That should be fun. Are you a fan, uh, Stoic? Uh, I don't know Billy very well, but I know Eric does because he toured with him years ago okay. in 2007. Steve Could a, boy. Is a Stoic Steve a fan of anything, or do you d does does nothing get you excited? Quiet Riot gets me excited. Quiet Riot gets you excited? Yeah. Because of the mask. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is that where you got your mask from, from Quiet Riot? No. <laughs> so where did you get your mask from? My mask was an operation, if you have to know. But I'll tell you, it's actually quite rude to ask people about their disabilities. Well, I don't look at it as a disability. I look at it as an enhancement. Well... It's awkward for someone like me, and it really just satisfies your curiosities. That is true. <laughs> well, speaking of masks, I see you have a, a a group of masked men behind you. Yes. You know, I'll tell you in the fill-in business, which I've been in for, for a few months now, some of the days are odd and, and some are even. And I'll, I'll tell you that you're not going to believe this, but... I got a phone call that I have an appointment to okay. play drums for Slipknot. Look at you. Replacing uh, Jay Weinberg, huh? That's right. I guess they got tired of his whining. Little <laughs> Weinberg. Right. <laughs> they needed somebody a little more even keel. They do. Someone that knows their role as a fill-in. And is just happy to take that Corey Taylor money. That's right. These are tough times that we're in, and maybe people out there should rethink their roles in these operations. Sure. Now, Steve, are you a fan at all of Slipknot, or does it just not matter? You could, you'll just step in for anybody in any band. I, I would go with the latter. You know, okay. I, I can, I'm a chameleon of fill-ins. Uh, and I've, I've been working on it. I, I've been uh, working on my blast beats. <laughs> uh, I've been doing drum fills that sound like granddad falling down the stairs. Perfect. Um, 
here I'm practicing today over at Eric's. He doesn't actually have any drums, so I've had to use his kitchen utensils. But it sounds similar to the recordings of Slipknot. I actually pulled down some Tupperware out from the kitchen, and I was beating on it. It sounded just like Slipknot's first record. <laughs> Incredible. You're a pro. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> so when so is this? When, when is this meeting with the with the Slipknot boys? It's today, so uh, it's up in Los Angeles. Okay. So I really do have to get on the move here in the next uh, hour. Okay. Uh, tighten up on a few things and and get up there and uh, wish me the best. But uh, you know, again, it's just a fill in gig. It's a fill in. Sure. So it, uh, you'll see me again when Eric needs a fill in, as like as he did today. Sure. Well, are there ever ever any gigs that you would want to do full time, Stoic Steve? You know, the Slipknot gig sounds really good to me. I mean, because I'm already wearing a mask. That's right. Um, the drums, I I feel like I'm I'm up to par. I got the Tupperware, Granddad falling down the stairs, fill down. And I think I could handle this. And, yeah. you know, uh, and where things are going, they're probably going to blow in the tracks anyway. I just probably have to pretend. <laughs> pretend that I'm playing the drums, right? Which, you know, how hard is that? Yeah. You've got, look it looks like you've got it down. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I have a mask I, and I'm playing drums. <laughs> mm -hmm. One thing that I can tell you. Yeah. I won't be doing any look at me drum cam videos like jay weinberg does all the time no you'll you'll be skipping that well do you have you ever seen anybody else from slipknot doing that no that is true that is seems, true self-serving you think that's why he got kicked out of the band possibly there's band members that don't pay people that are their own uh, directors and self-promoters and uh the, the band also quite different than uh jay weinberg's i mean he's not from uh, sure. des moines iowa that's true he's he not come up in the cornfields are you from des moines iowa no but close okay because <laughs> i thought you were an la guy there steve well you asked me where i'm from but currently i'm looking for more work because there really wasn't any fill-in work out there i so see i kind of got on the greyhound bus and made my way out um the the restrictions in la uh, and the strikes and everything i couldn't get much work up until this past month sure so uh i'm happy to be here today and uh if i get this gig it might be the longest fill-in gig i ever take there you go perfect would you ever replace Eric in Stephen Piercy's band? Only if he had some serious, serious heart thing going on. Oh, and the band you had wouldn't just cancel you. You wouldn't just take it if, if like he got fired from the Stephen Piercy band. You wouldn't step in and say, "Hey, here I am. I'm. I'm I already know all the parts." No. No. No way. You're loyal. That's right. Uh, that's good. It's a good quality to have, Steve. 
it's all about my my Yelp ratings and everything as a fill-in. You know, I mean, what's he going to write about me on there? Yeah, that's true. Don't hire this guy. He's going to replace you forever. <laughs> right. Uh, well, it sounds like you got things covered, Steve. Sounds like things. Look, look, it looks like Charlie Cat even likes you, Steve. That's amazing. I would think I would think Charlie Cat would want somebody a little more energetic. That's true. Uh, this flight suit that I'm wearing, I think I think that's what's got her interested. And why that's why true. are you wearing the flight suit? Is it for the Slipknot gig? This was an earlier episode of Chris Aiken presents. I Eric remember that. Got this uh, from a thrift store. Right. And this is the first time it's been used. I had to come here today and just use what was around. Hence the Tupperware <laughs> drum set and the kitchen utensil sticks. But I'm also uh, I'm available as a cat sitter. Oh. So. So what does that have to do with the flight suit? Is the flight suit for the Slipknot gig or for the cat gig? No, it's 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 certainly for the Slipknot gig. I see. It is definitely for the Slipknot gig. And the cat likes it too just because it's smelly. <laughs> it smells like a thrift store. That's right. So tell me, Chris, what are your views on Jay Weinberg? Do you think he's an entitled little bitch? I uh, well, he definitely comes off as entitled with the you know the relationship to his dad, you know, with the the ultimate sure. entitlement gig in the Bruce sure. Springsteen band. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know much about Jay. I know he can play. Sure. I I I can't judge him like you have, Steve, on the on the doing the look at me drum videos because. Pretty much every heavy metal drummer does those look at me videos right now. It's almost like it's a thing. So mm -hmm. maybe that's why there's an opening for a lot of bands for you potentially, because there's so many of them that are trying to take the spotlight from the singer. I believe it's a point of contention in bands, you know, uh, when it comes to promoting yourself as an individual, when you're part of an organization. That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, I I I can't argue it. And as far as Jay Jay Weinberg goes, I don't I don't know the guy. I, I I think he's a good drummer, but you know what? He's replaceable. Anybody's replaceable except for Corey Taylor in that band. I mean, most of the music's probably done on a drum machine. And here's why that's a good thing. It's very regimented. It's it's very industrial. It's it, it serves its purpose, and then you just need to find someone capable of doing the technical beats of it that could perform it pretty close live, and you're in. And they're on YouTube, there's no shortage of those. That is true. I see plenty do you, of drummers. Do you think that Slipknot's decline musically was because Jay Weinberg was in the band? I can't say that I, I've heard anything that he did that I've remember even hearing to be honest <laughs> I, thought, I thought that he had joined the band two years ago and then i found out he's been in the band for 10 years yeah he's been there 10 years but that's, yeah that and, and the the ironic thing is his last album the last album was slipknot was absolute dog shit so mm. maybe that was more of his influence is that what you're thinking Hmm. Well, you know, I wasn't there to say for sure how the creative process worked. Um, I would imagine 
as a newcomer, he probably wasn't that involved in it. You know, it could have been uh, more so the guitarist programming drums. And as I said, maybe he just had to come in and play what was programmed for him. Mm. That maybe makes sense. Maybe a little. I'm, I'm guessing that in most cases it's a, it's a money issue. Sure. Yeah, it could very well have been. Who knows? And ten year point, he's probably uh, his family's telling him you should be a full member of the band. You get these people talking in your ear. You know they're making this. You're only making that. And next thing you know, you're like thinking that you're one of the main dudes. Yeah, and he's probably sitting around watching his dad making making Super Bank with it with with Springsteen as part of the E Street Band. A long-time member there and saying, hey, what about me? Or what about just growing up with uh, and your dad's the, the band for Conan O'Brien? Yeah, that's true, too. You know, that yeah. show was on for over 25 years. So yeah. and that's a pretty <laughs> good life. And he had the best drummer dad teach you. He had a lot of opportunities. And uh, there's probably other uh, drummers out there that didn't get that help that uh are are hungry too and be more than happy to put on a mask and go out there and play the drums for slip and, and one of them is you that's correct uh, that makes sense but will you will you give up the stoic image to be will you be energetic steve because you got to have a lot of energy to play in slipknot well it seems more like the energy's in the hands i mean you think yeah Okay. Their first drummer was like, you know, he was, he would do really intense things, right? Right. But then his, he just stayed similar to me, you know? I mean, he stayed stoic. We, right. I mean, some of my favorite horror movies, whether it's Friday the 13th or Halloween, I mean, uh, were they like, and they, no, no. Yeah. True. Doing that. That's what makes it more horrifying when somebody's just kind of looking at you and, <laughs> because you're like your your brain can't interpret what's happening it's like this person's calm yet he's stabbing you to death right it's, it fucks with you you know it way. does it definitely does so you've got it all figured out steve that's that's why you are the 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 guy that gets all the calls because you figured everything out you figured out the the psychological aspect of being a replacement correct very good <laughs> well steve i don't know what else to ask you 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 tell me you lead the way because i don't know what else to talk to you about <laughs> okay well tell us about your week what are you well ma, just work just you want to talk about stoic that's all i do is work work and work i haven't even left the house and uh, about a week and a half. I, I literally have not even gone to the bank or nothing this week or the last week. I do nothing but work. I'm, do, you, do you just volunteer work? Is that why you haven't been? No, I wish, I wish it was something that noble. No, it's just, it's just, um, working to make money to, to survive so that I could do great shows like this one. <laughs> How's the starving artist coming along? It's coming along. Needs more clients, but it's coming along. We're we're starting to see some money for a bunch of people, you know, which is great. You How know, many signing. Songs have you cataloged? How many songs? 
Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, probably close to a hundred thousand. Literally. <laughs> Maybe not that many. I'm thinking, let me think. Fifty some clients, usually about a thousand each. Probably about fifty thousand songs. Do you do you see keyboards in your nightmares from typing so much? <laughs> well, I have other people that do that part, but I, I see I see spreadsheets in my nightmares trying to process what what all this shit means and figuring out figuring out who's owed what and who owes who what money and whatnot. So yeah, I do I do kinda kinda dread some of the techie shit of it, but how about uh Halloween? did you do anything? Did you watch any scary movies? <clears throat> I did actually, you know, now that you bring that up. <clears throat> I watched um for the first time I watched some of the middle saw episodes like saw five and saw six and not very good those are not good movies at all <laughs> are they gonna so, need a villain actor for the next one <laughs> i don't know how com how committed can you be would you be willing to cut off your arm to get into the next room or something i'd be willing to cut off your arm well i don't want to cut my arm off i'm not volunteering to act oh i'm sorry i misunderstood <laughs> this is your volunteer gig, my friend, or your your stand-in gig. I can saw. I can stab. <laughs> you can kick too, can't you, Steve? Maybe. I, I was gonna say I thought I thought that you were like a karate guy, Steve. You and Eric both. That's projecting. When I do it, I want to make sure they have no idea it's coming. I see. Do you understand? I get it. Hey, take I definitely get it. Take a look at this guy. What? God, God! See, no one saw it coming. <laughs> I distracted you. <laughs> you did. Charlie Cat acted as a good distractor for this segment. Little technical difficulty there. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> hey, no problem, Steve. It's all about you anyway. <laughs> we gotta make sure you have the good tech today. <laughs> Eric's cat got a little freaked out there for a minute. I guess so. Walked the cable out. I guess so. Well, Steve, I I have some stuff to talk about. I was going to talk to Eric about it, but I guess I'll talk to you about it since Eric is not here. Let's start with new album being announced for ace freely now i know you're you're trying to be a replacement drummer but as, but being a friend of eric will say how does ace freely rate in and he's a guy that for a while he didn't wear a mask but he painted his face like a mask how does he rate as far as being a guitarist and do you have any excitement at all about hearing a new ace freely record I do have some excitement for it. I okay. put it like a mid mid level excitement. Mid one. <laughs> yeah. If you had like an excitement of ten volts, I'd be at right. five volts. Okay. I use the volts there because his new song's called Ten Thousand Volts. There you go. 
I did you do you play guitar at all, Steve? I've been known to pick a few strings here and there. You could play did, did just, on a fill -in, just on a fill-in basis. Just, right, sure. Sure. Did, have you ever um did you pick up the guitar because of Ace Freely or no, not at all? I felt like there may be a place for me in the future after seeing Ace Fraley because he had sort of a disguise. True. You know, they considered they referred to their face paint as masks, even though right? it was fake children's face paint. You would have never appeared on the album unmasked though, right? No. It's not no. possible. This is fused <laughs> used to my face. Well, I don't know where you want me to go with this, Steve. I'm trying. <laughs> well, you were talking about, you were going to tell me about a scary movie you saw, and then I uh, karate kicked the plug out of the mic, so I didn't even get to hear what it was. Well, it was Saw 5. Saw That's 5 right. was... Saw 5. I, I didn't get to see any scary movies, but I made the mistake of watching Men in Black 3. Oh, boy. Why? That was brutal. That's not even supposed to be a scary movie, is it? No, Black? but, uh, you know, I was thinking about the first movie, and it was kind of did have scary graphic stuff, like like the, the aliens were wearing human skin suits. Right. And it was, it was almost like a zombie movie in a way, and then they would be, and then they had a lot of freaky aliens of all, all sorts. But this movie wasn't like that at all. No. This movie had like CGI little, you know, Muppets, basically. Uh -huh. You know, there was nothing. It was definitely geared toward children. Okay. Can't Small, say that I've ever seen it. Can't say that I've ever seen it. I, I oh, lost, They lost me on the first one. So They had a, they had a character, a young uh, teenager, that uh, basically aspires to be uh, a man in black, but, you know, wants to be called a woman in black you know oh, but boy. they touch on that of course as well but she basically follows some men and black people into their secret headquarters and thinks that just because she followed them in there that they'll let her be a woman in black and it was ridiculous really at the end of the day even the head you know uh, ma'am or the woman that runs the organization if you will she's like why should we hire you and she would the, the girl was like oh I'm smart um, <laughs> I like to work um, uh, I look good in black oh boy it was like it was just so stupid and then so they anyways they agree to give her weapons training and teacher out of me a woman in black and it was just I, I fell asleep about 30 minutes into it but it was it was really sad what they did to that to that, that franchise right. right and then outside of that i you know i guess i was watching um some food shows okay I like food shows i don't know how you feel about them but i don't watch food shows i don't think i ever have well, there's two there's two food shows uh, well, one that I really liked, and I saw the guy has another one now, and it's uh, Adam Richman, 
and he originally did Man versus Food. Okay. And that show's fantastic because he goes to places that have some kind of eating challenge where, you know, if you could finish this enormous cheeseburger that's like this big, then it's free right. for everybody kind of thing. And okay. he would go to those places and do the challenges. And a lot of times he was able to do it and sometimes not, especially if it was something really spicy or something like that, he'd have trouble. But I think it affected his health after a while. Um, and he stopped doing the show. Um, then I noticed last night he had a show called Eating the 80s. Okay. And it was basically uh, does a lot of member berries, if you will, about old foods that we had in the 80s, whether it was Mr. T cereal or, you know, whatever else. Um, but he would, uh, he also went back to a Domino's pizza, which I didn't realize is from Michigan. Did you know that? I did not know that. Domino's Pizza started in Michigan. And in the 1980s, they actually had a breakfast item. When normally they only did pizza. They were one of the first places that was a big chain that only did pizza as far as fast food restaurants. So they stuck to that. But they did offer breakfast in like 1985. And it was a, a breakfast pizza. And they kind of showed how it was made. And it had the typical pizza dough and then the egg was in a like a squirt bottle that you would see like uh ketchup in or you know whatever mm -hmm. at the diner it was like a size bottle or like a dressing bottle that they would use back there and that was full of like a liquid egg and then they'd they'd squirt that all over and then they'd put uh bacon and cheese and sausage on it okay uh, and then they put a butter a butter sauce on it so your breakfast your breakfast ends up being like a full-blown probably medium-sized pizza from domino's and um it looked delicious and i guess back then they would deliver that to you with a cup of coffee and a newspaper okay isn't that cool sounds like okay to me you <laughs> know you didn't read the newspaper when there was newspapers? No. Never was a newspaper guy, ever. Is there a reason for that? Never cared. Never cared about anything going on outside of my life. Still don't. Not really. Hmm. I'm selfish like that. Have you ever delivered newspapers? I have not. Nope. I mean, I, I've ridden around with friends when I was a little kid. Like on the, you know, they'd be delivering their newspapers on their bikes or something. And then we would, you know, I'd ride with them and then we'd go and like steal baseball cards or something from the local convenience store when we were done. But, but yeah, I, um, no, I never had a paper route. Never did. I had a, a fill in route when I was oh, okay. for Eric, believe it or not. Um, but it, I was not good at it. Not no. good at it at all. I was, uh, it was one of those jobs, the those where I realized you have to work for a certain amount of time before you get even get paid for it. And I think it was okay, at least two weeks, if not a month or something, of delivering papers. And I had realized I was delivering to the wrong house for like <laughs> right all that time. Um, and when it came time to collect the, the guy that was getting the paper, just laughed in my face. He's like, Well, I didn't order it, you just sent it here. So. <laughs> what do you want?
And I was like, come on, man, you, you read the paper, right? And he's like, yeah, but I didn't order it. You sent it to the wrong house. And I, it was a weird feeling I had to deal with as a kid. You know, but I just go, sure, yeah, it, was, it was on me. I didn't do good at this. And I got yelled at, and they had these little pink slips that they would give you if you did a bad job, like their complaint slips from people that mm. didn't get the paper or whatever. And it's just, I just wasn't good at it. I had to move on. I had to move on from there. One thing, one real quick story though. Once there was an sure. earthquake, a, a pretty okay. major earthquake while I was out delivering papers. All right. And it was pretty cool. It was uh, everybody's garage doors were like opening and closing. There was like, okay. And there went the windows. Everybody had those square glass windows on their garages back then. Right. And uh, they would, they were popping in and out. It sounded like a, a train going by or something, and uh, I, I couldn't feel a thing. Okay, I couldn't feel anything, and I go, but I wanted to. I wanted to feel something because I never feel anything. Right, I'm stoic, Steve. So, anyway, <laughs> so you just don't have those feelings. That's right, and I yearn <laughs> for them. So I got off my bike and I stood on the asphalt, and I still couldn't feel anything. And then I, I, I was like, damn it, damn it, damn it. And then I ran up onto the, to the grass of the yard. And I okay. thought maybe I'd feel it there. And I couldn't feel it there either. But I could see it. The windows, the garage were popping in and out. And the garage door, it was the weirdest thing. Could not feel a thing. If I was in the house, I probably would have. But out there on the street, you don't feel anything. Well, I don't know about that. I've been through some, some earthquakes, and I certainly felt them. Were you outside. inside or were you? No, you I was outside. outside. I was the the most scary one that I remember was when I used to live out in California, and um, I used to work when I was in the military. I used to on Mondays we used to run the new people that came into the base through what we called light fighter training, which was it was just an obstacle course type of a thing, but it was just kind of you know you'd get these new people that would come into the into the base and we'd be yelling them down like drill drill sergeants, you know, break them into the military style of the base. And they knew that I was scared of heights, which I, I definitely was. So they would put me on top of this big 30, 40 foot rope thing. And people had to climb the rope and then they had to flip over this log and then climb down the other side. It's like a rope ladder. And my job was to sit on the top of this thing and with no hands, flip help people flip over to the other side and make sure they didn't fall off you know and, and again scared to death of fucking heights and when i was doing it one time i'm up at the top i've got my legs wrapped around this fucking pole and i'm helping people over and all of a sudden we had a a fault line earthquake there in sanford in fort ord and it was like a a 5.5 or something on the on the Richter and I thought I was gonna die. I was screaming like a bitch. Ah! I thought I was gonna fall right off this fucking thing. But um yeah, I felt it. I definitely felt it. Hmm. That's that's pretty But then again I have feelings unlike you, Steve. I'm starting to to get a sense that that's what's going on here. I didn't feel it because I have no feelings, and you felt it because you do have feelings. That's it. I'm emotional. You're very stoic, as in the name Stoic Steve. 
Well, we're going to carry on, and uh, hopefully Slipknot will carry on with me as well. I hate I to so. be the bearer of bad news, but I actually uh, hear Eric coming along. I don't know if you want right. to take a break for a second. I and, will. Uh, I'll I'll play a commercial, and then we'll welcome Eric back. Well, it's um, it's always better to see you, Steve. I'll, I'll give you. I'll leave you with a compliment. And I know you don't care because you don't feel any kind of compliments, but I'll leave you with a compliment. It is always better to see you show up on my screen than that cocksucker sugar smack. I am a much bigger fan of Stoic Steve than I am of sugar smack. Well, let me leave you with something, Chris. Okay. Sometimes you have to take the bitter with the sweet. A joke from Stoic Steve. <laughs> All right, Steve. Well, I will. I'm going to play a commercial for our new sponsor, Wowza TV, and then I guess Eric will be back, and we'll get into some more stuff. It is Chris Aiken presents.